James 3, 13 through 18. Who is wise and understanding among you? By his good conduct, let him show his works and the meekness of wisdom. But if you have bitter jealousy, selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast and be false to the truth. This is not the wisdom that comes from down that comes down from above, but is earthly, unspiritual, demonic. For where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there will be disorder in every vile practice. But the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and sincere. And a harvest of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. Uh, last Bible study, we covered the tongue. Um, we highlighted how despite its size, uh, it is a key part in properly controlling the whole body. The tongue is small like the horse's mouth and small like the rudder on a ship, but both of those things are used to guide and control the whole of the body. The tongue is like a small fire that sets ablaze the whole forest. We as Christians should not ignore the tongue, uh, but we should seek to bridle it, though we may fail. Uh, give your tongue to the Lord, just as give the rest of your body over to the Lord. Seek to give blessings from your mouth, and do not curse those who are made in the image of the very God we worship. Seek to magnify blessings despite our sinful anger and disdain. If you do not seek to tame the tongue, it will stain the entirety of you, set your whole course of life ablaze with the fire of hell. So seek to bridle your tongue. That is what we covered last week. And now, that brings us up to our verses for tonight. So, let's get right into them. James 3.13 Who is wise and understanding among you? By his good conduct, let him show his works, the meekness of wisdom. James asks a provocative question. This is a question where many would say, oh, of course I am wise and understanding. Of course I, of all people, can be touted as wise. I have a wealth of knowledge. Many will call themselves wise in order to build up their own ego and pride. Many will seek to be wise in their own eyes. They seek to build up their ego by self-attribution of wisdom, despite the fact that they may have none. Ironically, by being wise in their own eyes, they really show they are worse than a fool. Proverbs 26.12 Do you see a man who is wise in his own eyes? There is more hope for a fool than for him. The sinful heart's response to a challenge to our own ability and knowledge is to be puffed up with pride. This is a provocative question, which would have our hearts say, of course I am wise. Uh, it is meant, to, uh, is meant to 
quickly uh, build up your pride or build up the pride of those who would say that they are wise in their own eyes just for it to be cut down. Uh, James asks, uh, who is wise and understanding among us? The sinful heart's response is, of course I am. And he swiftly cuts it down by saying, great, now show it by your conduct. Let wisdom be shown through works. Let the wisdom of meekness be made plain through good conduct and good works. James is continuing to parallel and develop his argumentation, which started all the way back in uh, James 1.22, but be doers of the word, not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. And further in James 2.18, but someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith apart from your works, and I will show you my faith by my works. James is continuing to build uh, the argument that a living faith, a proper understanding of the word of God, will lead to action. He calls us to be a doer of the word. He calls us to show our living faith by our works. And here he continues even further, saying to show wisdom by our works. James is continuing with scripture in this reality of showing wisdom. Proverbs 1, 5 through 7. Let the wise hear and increase in learning, and the one who understands obtain guidance. To understand a proverb and a saying, the words of the wise and their riddles. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. What is especially key uh, in this Proverbs verse is that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. What does a fear of the Lord lead to? Does it lead you to just gather knowledge in order to just sit there and do nothing? Do you go and rot away while being wise in your own eyes? Do you wish for your wisdom to be as motionless as a dead faith? A proper fear of the Lord leads to keeping it leads to a keeping of his commandments. A proper fear of the Lord leads to being a doer of the word and not just a motionless hearer. You have wisdom, you have an understanding and knowledge rooted in the fear of the Lord. Great, start to act like it. Show it by your conduct and through good works so that the meekness of wisdom may be displayed. Wisdom requires humility, requires meekness, the meekness of wisdom. They go together because the root of wisdom is in the fear of the Lord and understanding that the fear of the Lord is knowing that you are a sinner in the hands of an angry God. You have fallen short of his standard. A lot of us tend to think of falling short of the standard as just like getting a 98 on a test or just barely making it over the hurdle. What I want you to realize when I'm saying that you're falling short of the standard is not that you just barely missed it or that you were so close, it is that you and everyone have miserably failed. It is not that you just barely didn't get a 100 on the test, in fact, you got a score below zero. You're not just barely missing the hurdle, you're actually six feet under the hurdle, buried in the ground by your own sin. A proper fear of the Lord is understanding just how holy he is and just how sinful you are. How can you go on in pride after knowing that? 
how can you not be reduced to utter meekness after knowing? How can you not be taken down to absolute humility when you see the absolute contrast between the holiness of God and the sinfulness of yourself? Pridefulness, foolishness, and ignorance all go so well together because it involves not realizing how utterly ruined and sinful you truly are. Pridefulness and arrogance is not rooted in a fear of the Lord. Wisdom and meekness is rooted in a fear of the Lord. You know how holy he truly is, and how disgusting and putrid we truly are. An understanding of this leads to wisdom and knowledge and meekness. An understanding of this also shows on display just how truly great our salvation is in him. Christ stepped down from the heavens and condescended down to us, putting on flesh. He stepped down from perfect perfection. It's kind of redundant, but perfect perfection and spotless cleanliness of heaven to revive a bunch of putrid, rotting corpses who are all cursing his name and spitting in his face with their sin. How glorious is our salvation in him, and how much better can we see his mercy and grace when we understand how holy he is and how disgusting we are. Fear the Lord and show that wisdom through your good conduct. Fear the Lord and keep his commandments. Fear the Lord and be a doer of his word and not just a hearer. A proper wisdom is one that will be shown through conduct. It will be shown the, weak, the meekness of wisdom. It will not just sit there idly by, motionless, not doing anything. It is a wisdom that will act because a proper fear of the Lord will lead directly to action. James three, fourteen through 16. But if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast and be false to the truth. This is not the wisdom that comes down from above, but is earthly, unspiritual, demonic. For where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there will be disorder in every vile practice. James showed us what to do if you have wisdom, that being to go on, display it through your good conduct and good works. Now, James is addressing those who claim that they have wisdom, but don't. Those who make themselves wise in their own eyes. You have wisdom and understanding? Great. Display that by your works. However, if you hold bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your hearts, then stop being boastful and stop deceiving yourself. Stop being false to the truth. Stop ignoring reality. Stop lying to yourself. You do not hold the meekness of wisdom, but you hold the opposite. You have a bitter jealousy, a selfish ambition. You hold a self-serving worldview. How can you fear the Lord, yet participate in your own self-idolatry? You boast in yourself, not realizing how disgusting you are. You hunger for what others have. You have a bitter jealousy, a selfish ambition. You carry jealousy and are envious of others. You seek to only build up and glorify yourself with selfish ambition. You live a self-centered and a self-serving life. James calls it earthly, 
unspiritual and demonic. This type of approach to life is not the Christian one. It is one it is one that is not rooted in a fear of the Lord. It is earthly wisdom. It is pure folly. Not only does this type of wisdom only concern itself with the physical and completely ignore the state of the sinful heart and the spiritual reality of God being Lord over all, it is demonic. It ignores the existence of spirituality and it actually goes against it in sin. It is a worldview that purely encourages sin. And encourages serving not the Lord of Lords, but the God of self. Just as the tongue gives way for the staining of the whole body, the burning of the entire course of life by the fire of hell, so does bitter jealousy and selfish ambition give way for disorder in every vile practice. Not just a little disorder and maybe some vile things, but it gives way for disorder in every vile practice. When you seek to serve the God of self, then there is nothing that would stand in the way of the desire to do every single sin to please the sinful heart. It gives way to complete and utter disorder. That is the ultimate end of worldly, of worldly wisdom. Its ultimate end is sin, or in other words, its ultimate end is death. Do not boast about that. Do not deceive yourself and others into thinking you have wisdom. Do not tote yourself as some great herald of wisdom when all your wisdom consists of is death. Do not lie to yourself and say that you are wise because that wisdom only leads to death and is the wisdom of fools. If you don't believe James, then do me a favor and look around at the entirety of society. Look at everyone's attempts to justify their sin and attempt to make it a good thing. And you can see that its roots are solely in bitter jealousy, envy, selfish ambition. You can see it clear as day. You can even see it with those who proclaim to be Christians attempting to justify their sin and bring that sin into the church as an attempt to openly celebrate it. Never is it attempted to be justified under the fear of the Lord and holding to his commandments. In fact, it's always the opposite. They seek to muddy the commandments of the Lord and appeal to earthly wisdom, appeal to their own envy and jealousy. They may say to themselves that they are wise revolutionists, but their wisdom is not rooted in the Lord. It is rooted in the sinful world. Do not seek bitter jealousy and selfish ambition. They give way to disorder and attempt to bring in every type of vile practice. It only gives way to sin, and sin only gives way to death. Instead, root yourself in the fear of the Lord and show by good conduct and good works the meekness of wisdom. James 3 verse 17. But the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and sincere. Wisdom is from above. We saw earlier in James 1.5, a few weeks ago, uh, if any of you lacks in wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously to all without rep reproach, 
and it will be given him. The source of wisdom is from the Lord. Wisdom comes from above. Wisdom from above is pure. It is not in the same vein as the tainted and stained earthly wisdom, which only seeks sin death. The wisdom from above actually seeks the opposite. It does not seek sin, does not seek to sin, but ultimately it seeks to glorify God. Earthly wisdom seeks sin and death. Godly wisdom, wisdom from above, seeks righteousness, the life in godly character. Firstly, this wisdom is pure, is a wisdom that comes from above and does not seek to stain whole being. This wisdom is also peaceable. Wisdom does not seek to cause violence. Romans 12.18 If possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Wisdom being peaceable is echoed throughout scripture. There is no need to be quarrelsome and to cause strife for others. Uh, there is no need to cause unnecessary violence, but approach life peaceably. Not in a quarrelsome attitude, not in a way to cause hardship for others, but approach it peaceably. Wisdom, in addition to being pure and peaceable, is also gentle. A wise man does not come in a sinful anger, but rather in a peaceable and gentle understanding. It is unwise, unfair, and unforgiving to approach everything with a sinful anger. Wisdom is pure and is not displayed through self-righteous anger, but is displayed through its pureness, peacefulness, and gentleness. In addition to being pure, peaceable, gentle, wisdom is also open to reason. It is wise to abide by logical thinking. We have seen many times through Josh's tropical studies uh, that we do not throw out logic uh, from being Christians, but we uphold it, and we have a basis for it that worldly wisdom cannot provide such a basis for. Wisdom is perfectly open to logical reasoning, uh, but we also must recognize how our only form of logical thinking comes firstly through the Lord. Now, we should not take these characteristics uh, so far to mean that if you want to be wise, you must be a pushover and not defend anything. That is not the case. It is wise to defend scripture, okay, the word of God. You may be pure, peaceable, gentle, and open to reason, and you can still properly defend the word of God. You can still properly defend Christian values, the authority of scripture. You can sympathize and evangelize at the same time. In fact, we of all people uh, should sympathize the most and love the most. We know the depths of sin and how it feels to be purely entrenched in it. You may approach others as peaceable, gentle, and open to reason, and they may respond in a sinful anger and do the exact opposite of what you're doing. They may respond in a earthly wisdom type of way, in a one uh, that is fueled with sin, fueled with anger, fueled with ungentleness. They are not open to reason. They are not open to peace. Uh, and that's how they respond. 
But that doesn't mean that you don't come to them. Peacefulness, gentleness, being open to reason with them. Come to them in, in sympathy. Come to them in understanding. But you do not have to fold upon the scriptures, but display the wisdom of the scriptures by your pureness, peacefulness, gentleness, openness to reason. Follow along the lines of Romans 12, verses 20 through 21. To the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. For by so doing, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not overcome by do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. You can approach it in peaceableness, gentleness, being open to reason, sympathizing with them, and uh, you can still show them the goodness of God's word without backing down upon it. You show them the goodness of God's word by your conduct, by the wisdom displayed the wisdom that comes from above that is pure. Um, in addition to being pure, peaceful, gentle, open to reason, wisdom is full of good mercy and good fruits. A wise man does not withhold mercy. A wise man recognizes the mercy that has been given to us by God. A wise man sees the absolute abundance of mercy that we have been given despite our sinful self. He sees that and he does two things. He gives mercy to others. He reflects the Lord and his wonderful mercy and extends that mercy unto others. He does not remain stingy with mercy. He does not deny mercy to others and looks upon them harshly, but he is charitable with his mercy. The second response in seeing the wonderful mercy of God is to then produce good fruits. He sees the mercy that was given to him by the Lord of Lords, and then he seeks to follow his commandments and produce good fruits. He seeks to walk in the newness of life that has been given to him by the grace of God who abounds in mercy. He seeks to produce good fruits. He seeks to follow his word. He seeks to be a doer of the word. He abounds in the mercy of the Lord in being a new creation and seeks to give mercy to others as well as seeks to follow the commands of the one who has given him great and abundant mercy. In addition to being pure, peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits, wisdom is impartial and sincere. We covered partiality in great detail in chapter 2. And we saw how sinful partiality is. The wisdom of the world would seek to uphold and uplift partiality. You treat others based upon how they can help you or better treat you. As a part of being bitterly jealous and selfishly ambitious, you seek to only uphold and only build up yourself is a sinful way of thinking and acting. Pure wisdom from up above would denounce such actions. Wisdom would push you not to be a judge with evil thoughts, but a proper and upright judge who does not act with partiality. Wisdom acts impartially and does not give value based upon how they can better serve you. Wisdom knows the value of each person is not based upon what they can do for you and how they can inflate your own sin, 
but is based upon the reality that they are made in the image of God. You have no reason to act partially to those people and base their value off of how they can help you. When their value, their inherent value, comes from being made in the image of God. They are made in the image of the one who we lift up our praise to. Wisdom does not act partially, but it acts fairly and righteously as well as sincerely. Wisdom does not put up a guise of all these things listed below. It acts with sincerity in it. It does not put up a front of deception, but it acts in truth and sincerity. Just as we are called in Romans 12.9, let love be genuine, abhor what is evil, hold fast to what is good. Let your love be genuine, and you ought to act in sincerity. When we went through Romans, I didn't attempt to tell all of you to put on a fake love, but to have a genuine love. And now, I will do the same here. Do not attempt to put these characteristics up as a front for deception. Do not falsely put them up, but be sincere in them. Be genuine in them. Act in sincerity to others and present these things. That wisdom is a description of wisdom and how you should act. Present them in sincerity. Wisdom is pure, peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits, partial and sincere. It is importantly put on at the end. Be fully sincere in all of these things I am describing, describing to you. Be fully sincere in your peacefulness, gentleness, openness to reason, in your mercy and fruit, and in your impartiality. Be sincere in all of these things. Wisdom is impartial and sincere. James 3, verse 18. And a harvest of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. James concludes this thought of earthly wisdom versus heavenly wisdom with some imagery. Righteousness is sown by peace. It is the peacemakers who sow the seed of peace. And when the seed grows and it's time to reap what you have sown, what do the peacemakers reap? They reap a bountiful harvest of righteousness. Reaping what you sow is a consistent theme throughout Scripture. Galatians 6, 7-8 Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever one sows, that, he, that will he also reap. For the one who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption. But the one who sows to the Spirit will from the Spirit reap eternal life. We can see here the opposite of what James is describing of the peacemakers, those who sow their own flesh and reap corruption. The peacemakers sow peace and reap righteousness. Blessed are they. Matthew 5, 9. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. James also echoes Old Testament themes in this illustration. Proverbs eleven eighteen. The wicked earns deceptive wages, but one who sows righteousness gets a sure reward. Hosea 10.12 Sow for yourself righteousness, reap steadfast love, break up your fallow ground, for it is the time to seek the Lord, that he may come and rain righteousness upon you. Seek to be a peacemaker, and sow the seeds of peace, and reap righteousness. Isaiah 32, 17. And the effect of righteousness will be peace 
the results of righteousness, quietness, and trust forever. Philippians 1, 9-11 It is my prayer that your love may abound more and more with knowledge and all discernments, so that you may prove what is excellent, and so be pure and blameless, blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. Seek to be a peacemaker so that you may reap the fruit of righteousness. Peacemakers are filled with heavenly wisdom that calls them to peacefulness, gentleness. They're full of mercy, and planting such peace produces the fruit of righteousness. This is in complete contrast to those filled with earthly wisdom who act in bitter jealousy and selfish ambition, who seek to glorify themselves above God, those who make way for disorder and every vile passion. They sow the flesh, and all they reap is corruption. Amos 6.12 Do horses run on rocks? Does one plow there with oxen? But you have turned justice into poison and the fruit of righteousness into wormwood. Sowing the flesh and staining the entirety of life, corrupting and filling with sin, what they reap, turning what was good things into poison through their corruption and perversion. In conclusion, show your wisdom through good conduct and good works. Show the meekness of wisdom through your actions. Do not lie to yourself and others, saying that you have wisdom, when in reality, all you have is sin, death. Earthly wisdom gives way for sin, disorder, and every vile, passion, every vile pleasure and passion. Heavenly wisdom is pure, peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and sincere. Do not seek the sinful wisdom that only reaps corruption, but seek heavenly wisdom that sows peace and reaps righteousness. Praise the Lord. Glorify him in all things. Praise the Lord that wisdom comes from him and is rooted in a proper fear of him. Praise the Lord that he gives wisdom to those who come to him in the fullness of faith. Praise the Lord that he saves us while we are contrary to him and shows us the riches of his mercy and grace. Glorify God in displaying heavenly wisdom, producing good fruits. Glorify God in sowing peace and reaping righteousness. Glorify God in magnifying heavenly wisdom. Glorify God in peacefulness, gentleness, openness to reason, mercifulness, producing good works, partiality, and sincerity. Glorify God in all your actions. Praise God and glorify Him in all things. All right, that is all I got for these verses. Is there any questions uh, before I close this in prayer? You can either type it in the Bible study chat, or you can uh, Grace will hit some verses in the chat where you can raise your hand uh, in VC. Made notes. Good. Good. Grace was taking notes. Do you have any questions, Grace? Will you usually hit me with some some questions? One sec, let me think. Give you how about this. I won't give you one second. 
I'll give you I'll give you ten seconds starting now. Did you think of one graceful? If not, I can just close this in prayer. It's really it's really no worries. He's not raising his hand. He's not typing. I think he uh didn't meet the proper time limit. So I'm going to close this in prayer. If you think of one later, Graceful, I'd be, be happy to answer it. All right, let's pray. Lord, uh, I thank you for this time that we were able to study your word, to read your word. Uh, I just pray that we'll be able to root our knowledge, uh, wisdom, just in the fear of you, Lord, the understanding of how holy you are, how sinful we are, Lord. I pray that we can come to you seeking wisdom and we can approach you in the fullness of faith, that we can uh, magnify you by displaying heavenly wisdom, Lord. I just pray that we won't forget these things as we go throughout our week, but that we'll be able to read your word daily, pray to you, to glorify you in all things, Lord. I just pray for all these things, wonderful and holy name. Amen.